0: for Anakin, it was so deep. It was really, really, really deep. His his separation from his mother devastated him. And um, so, yes, when his mother died... Well that wasn't healthy the thing with his mother. It wasn't healthy, it wasn't a clean cut. It was like sort of lingering and is she okay and how's she doing? That's that's gonna grow that's gonna fester for years and years and years. And now he he's sworn to himself that he's gonna save her, that that he's gonna go back and free her. But he's been thwarted and thwarted and put off and he hasn't done it, he hasn't kept his promises, so there's guilt and fear and anger. And now, now she's dead and he has Padme. So that, that unhealthy thing that's, that it was unhealthy to start with and it just gets worse with Padme. And I don't think that's happens with Luke so much. I mean, he has friends, but it's not so, um, like Luke doesn't need to be in therapy. He's okay. I think he's fine.
1: Yeah. Luke needs to be in therapy,
0: but not like Anakin like maybe a couple not, sessions no, not like Anakin. maybe Luke could have a couple sessions and it might feel good but Anakin like needs serious help <laughs> he needs serious
2: yeah.
0: help
1: good morning Lindsay
0: hey how you doing <laughs>
1: Or, no, wait, I'm sorry. It's not Lindsay. It's Darth Tonko. Tonko. Ugh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Darth Tonko. <laughs> I, I racked my brains to come up with something better, and all I could think of was Darth Intemperous. And uh, that sounded like a mouthful, so I decided to go against Intemperous.
1: Look, I think the best place to start with any of this is... There is nothing better than Darth Vader. There just isn't. I mean, that's like the gold standard. And any Darth from that point out is just <laughs> meh.
0: I, I read this one. Um, I, forget, I don't remember which book it was in. But there was this guy named Darth Scourge. And he was a young, pretty early on in his Sith hood. And he gets made fun of from an older Sith. Like, did you pick that name yourself? <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Darth Scourge.
1: Hey, as I understand it, Darth names are not picked, they're assigned, and...
0: Are they? I always thought they picked them themselves, like, um, recasting their identity. Or is it put on them like a mantle?
1: I always understood it as, it's put on them like a mantle.
0: Okay. Well then, fine. I guess I'm Tonko. (laughs) Darth Tonko.
1: That's what you get for... Sending me a typo. All
0: right. So listen to this story. I've been, I've been on this like health journey, weight loss, fitness journey since January. And I've been busting my butt now that the weather, I mean, since springtime and I could go outside, I've been doing this three mile loop and this three mile loop's got like a mountain. I say mountain loosely. It's like a, a big hill, a really big hill. I think it's like 300 feet. Uh, and it's, like, pretty steep and stuff. It's rocky and fun, super fun to do. And then there's a hill on a, on a road, regular paved road. I've been working my time, so I've been doing better and better. Like, when I first started, I walked it at an at an hour and 40 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes, and then um, I've cut myself down to, my record is 49 minutes. So my husband decides that he wants to start um, working out too. And this is how my husband is. Everything my husband does, it's done like 150%. Like if he builds a chicken coop, he builds a freaking chicken palace. It's huge. He does everything <laughs> like that. So I knew that if he did this run, he would he would crush me. He would crush me even though he's he is out of shape. He's pretty out of shape. He's a little overweight right now. But I knew he'd crush me. He did it in 40 minutes.
1: You're feeling pretty good about yourself, aren't you?
0: Me? Well. I mean,
1: you came in at 49. He came in at 40. I mean, still. That's, that's true. Impressive. I'm
0: closing. I'm closing. But it's just annoying that the first time he does this in a year and a half, and it's 40 minutes. So now.
1: <laughs> oh, be impressed with yourself. You did good. <laughs> If I would do that right now in the shape I'm in, that would be 30 minutes, five minutes, and then 25 minutes to the hospital. (laughs) Uh. Now, you and I have both been, uh, we started this separately. You started at the beginning of the year and I started uh, in March where we both started weight loss journeys. And uh, we're going to talk about that coming up soon. I'm looking forward to that one. Me too. I really am. Uh, Cause I I've seen like there's a, a marked difference in how I've seen you every week. Just even in your face, you've been losing it, and that's that's amazing. So we're gonna talk more about that coming up, and I'm I am looking forward to that one because cool. it's been a really interesting journey. Good. So
0: yeah, me too. It's exciting, and I, I I'm easily I'm I'm I like to be motivated and motivating. And I'm, I'm competitive, too, so it's fun to hear what you say your successes are and things like that. So.
1: <laughs> well, and hey, 49 minutes to do a... You said it was, what, three and a half or a three-mile loop?
0: Yeah, it's basically a 5K, basically.
1: Oh Yeah. 49 minutes to do that is still impressive. Thank you. When I started doing this, I was doing five miles a day, and that was taking me an hour and a half. So... Any amount of distance and time is impressive. So, cheers to you.
0: Thank you. And, of course, I listen to Star Wars audiobooks when I I run. (laughs) 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 Quote, run. It's cool. Uh,
1: That's actually a really good reminder of the next episode, you and I are doing. We're talking about Leviathan.
0: Cool. I'm halfway done. And it's going fast. It's a fast read. I'm really enjoying it. it. Yeah. It's... It's...
1: (sighs) I don't want to get too into it, but it's almost cheap enjoyment.
0: Yeah, it's easy to follow. Um, The characters are good. I'm enjoying it. And the story
1: arc is familiar. So, I mean, you're not in like this entirely foreign spot. It's just a hair off from what we know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: Did you ever play the video game? um, Did you ever play the video game Dishonored?
1: Yes. Yes. Did you? Oh,
0: yeah. There's a DLC about whales. There's like you, you have you go and you break into this whale oil factory and it's really disturbing and gross. Did you see? Did you play that part?
1: I think I did. I it's been, it's been a while since I've done that, but it's been up on the Xbox Game Pass for a bit, so maybe I'll have to go back and replay that.
0: Yeah, it's a very moody game. Like it's it's it gets under your skin a little bit, but I liked it. Um, and that part with the whale factory really, it's kind of, this story sort of reminds me, I mean, some of the imagery, like with this big, the Leviathan beastie kind of, I know it's, I know it's a positive thing. Like it's not scary, but it just still like this big whale thing just kind of reminds me of that part in the Dishonored DLC.
1: (laughs) So I didn't realize you were a gamer.
0: I, I would love to be a gamer. I like games. I... Um, I kind of start games excitedly and then don't finish them. (laughs) Uh, But when I do finish, I'm very excited and proud and tell everyone. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I do. So if actually that could be a good podcast episode, we could talk about our favorite games and stuff because, um... Like we could talk about The Last of Us because I loved the first game and I'm afraid to play I the have second game. I've never
1: played game. The Last of Us.
0: Oh man, it's such a good story. You love stories. You have to play The Last of Us just for the story. Well, but that's only on the PS, isn't it? Mm, yes, I think so. So you, well, then watch the story because you could just watch the um, cutscenes because it's a I fantastic hate story. Play games. But just watch the cutscenes, you know, because it's a it's a movie essentially. And actually, there was talk of, actually, there's still talk of making it into a mini series or a show or movie because of the the dynamic between the two characters is so good.
1: All right, so you and I are dangerously. <laughs> Going into other entirely geeky conversations.
0: True. Yes, we have to get back that to are it.
1: worth a podcast conversation because you know we're talking about life and the universe and everything else in between, and that well these are part of life, especially navigating it as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> as I try to get video game time in, and my children are now like, "Hey, that Xbox controller looks better in my hands.
2: I'll <laughs> kid, my Xbox." <laughs>
1: And I'm realizing, no, it's not really my Xbox. <laughs> <sighs> my kid kicks my button Halo now. I am not okay with this.
0: Wow, that's cool. I liked Halo until the monsters started to eat my face, and then I was like, I'm not playing this anymore. This is too scary. <laughs> I <laughs> have a low a, threshold a for, mine. for horror in video games. It was not horror. Child alert. You are so quiet this time. <clears throat> Hi. What you doing? Uh, She's so (laughs) sprite-ish.
1: And that was was cute, because suddenly, you know, you just see this little curly mop of hair pop into (laughs) the frame between the curtains, and like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) hello. It was cute. Kids are cute. They're fun. She's
0: a sweetie. Sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Then, well, there's another podcast. Horror. Ah, uh, talking about children.
0: Yes, horror. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, just all right, kidding. So I love. So you're parenting. familiar
1: with the? Um, I, well, I do too. But <laughs> you're familiar at least with the premise of the movie of The Grudge.
0: Uh huh.
1: You know, there there's that pale girl mm-hmm. with dark hair all over the place who climbs out of TV. I've never seen the movie. It's Iraqi. But I've yeah. seen the the ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of my daughter <laughs> she's pale she's got this long dark hair and like at the height of the advertisements for this movie she was a, a little little girl and uh she would she would be perfect stealth sneak out of her bed at like two or three in the morning and just come to to mel and my's bedroom and she would do the thing where she would just stand there and stare at you. Oh no! And she's got the the hair like partially covering her face, and she would always do it on my side of the bed. Oh man. Yeah.
0: Kids are so scary. You,
1: you are, in, yeah, you are entirely right because there are. That was a moment where I was like, "Oh God, I'm dead." Oh no, it's my daughter. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, kids are creepy. So. They they really can be.
1: I love my kids. They do. But there are moments where I'm like, oh, they, they're going to be the ones that kill me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, how's Rebels going?
0: Oh, my gosh. I cried a lot this week.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, you hit a big, big part of this week, didn't you? Yep.
0: So spoilers, anybody who doesn't want Rebels to be spoiled, just fast forward or like let it play and go get coffee because I got to tell you. Kanan died <laughs> and he died. Awesome. He died being awesome. And I knew because at the beginning of the episode, he's he goes and he cuts his hair. He cuts his pony off and he has a Actually, he did a really good job cutting his hair. He shaved his beard. He, di- he takes off his bl- his a uh, blinder thing. And I that's never a good sign. I find I can't think of an of an example where it bodes well for a character when they cut their hair.
1: And think about this. The conversation we had going back, I don't know, 2 episodes ago where we were talking about mass in Star Wars?
0: Yes, exactly. And how they Same hide thing.
1: identity. Yep. And this is a moment where he's he's gone from being uh, what's the name he's used? Karis or something like that? Through the whole of Rebels, and now he's going by Caleb Doom?
0: Do Yeah, he goes back to It's his... the
1: final revelation of who he is.
0: Yeah, his, his true self, his self. And, he, and I think Hera says that he looks the way he looked when she first met him. And, uh, oh man, was he so likable. You just loved him. That whole episode, you're just like, you're the best. You're so good. <laughs> And he, like, gets her, um, the thing that her art piece, her family heirloom. I don't forget what it's called. It's something funny. He gets that for her. He rescues her. They literally fly off into the distance. And it was like, oh, are they going to make it? And I told Colby, because we watched it together, and I think he cried a little, too. <laughs> it's like, I, if something happens to him, I'm, would be so mad. Um Yeah and
1: Yeah, that that was a rough one. Uh, you really do. You get attached to him because he he starts taking that kinda mentoring role that, that you want from like Obi Wan with Luke and, and you're like, Yes, yes, it's gonna actually work this time and then he's dead and you're like Why
0: do you hate me? Oh my gosh. Why do you want to make me cry? And then I think at the end of that episode Hera's like looking off into the distance, crushed, and then Chopper rolls up to her and takes her hand in his little pincers, and Colby and I are both like, "Come on!" Like it was like we needed that little push over the edge. <laughs> it was it was so it was so terrible and so good. <sighs> but
1: honestly, that's part of what makes Rebels really good is they do an excellent job with the character developments. There there are little blips where you and I have. To- Debated this this week with, like, Maul and Obi-Wan.
0: Yeah.
1: Where it's, ah, how, you know, how does that fulfill bigger story arcs? How does that... I tried arcs. You happy? Yep.
0: I see. I hear you.
1: <laughs> Sorry, there was a, a debate earlier in the week between Lindsay and I as we're getting this edited. And on my ability to...
0: Pronounce not words. Not speak
1: Pittsburghese. <laughs> <laughs> to say arc instead of arch. <laughs> or what? arch that sounds like Like, the scottish version of arch
0: like like the like roman arch or something
1: (laughs) yeah i i have little Pittsburghese things that pop up occasionally nothing bad anymore but yeah so i mean anyway in rebels i mean you it's a great development of characters and additions to stories and it's it's been one of the fun things in some of the later productions that they've done, where, again, we talked about this, where, where does Ghost pop up? And there mm-hmm. are all these moments where Ghost and the crew of Ghost pop up. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess, um... I've, in,
1: I enjoyed Rebels.
0: Yeah, and I'm not done. I, I think it's, I'm on episode 14 or 15, I think, so I still have some to go. He just, uh... You, you haven't... Ezra just popped into that, like, weird time-space portal area in the temple. He ah, just got in there and saved Ahsoka from Darth Vader, and crazy stuff's happening, so.
1: I was trying to figure out how to ask that without giving away anything that was going to happen. I'm in the middle
0: of the episode because I have kids and I got interrupted, so, like, Palpatine's talking to them now in that temple, and we're like, what's going to happen? And <gasps> so I have to finish I, that episode.
1: This is, I I'll say this, this is one of the points that some people have struggled with with Star Wars, because it's why why are we throwing time travel into Star Wars? Mm. What's the point of that? I, I've made my peace with it because it's a once-and-done kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, they don't establish it as a, this is a continued possibility.
0: It's, like, contained in this temple. Well, kind of, because right. Palpatine's interacting somehow with them.
1: It, and and they, they'll go through this, but it's... I don't feel like they've added it as a gimmick that will then change everything subsequently. It's just a we're going to use it as a device. Yeah, once, uh, which and this is why I say you got to go back and watch Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Those three figures that were on the temple wall. Yes. That had the and he had to figure out how to make the different hand symbols with them, and yep. when they changed, it changed what the. Uh, that's the father, the daughter, and the son. Right. They actually have a huge part to play in Clone Wars, in kind of understanding a little bit of the prophecy of Anakin, hmm. and being the chosen one, and the balance between the light and the dark. And again, that's also a point where people are like, "Eh, does this truly fit in Star Wars?" But I don't think it's a bad addition hmm. as a whole because it's, I, it's neat. Yeah. I like it. I'd like to see that drawn out a little bit more. They did that a bit with this in uh, Rebels. So, and uh, the daughter is a huge figure to always follow with Ahsoka, and and you get that more in her storyline. Cool. Which again is why you need to go and watch Clone Wars.
0: And there's a there's a book called Ahsoka that I'm looking forward to reading. I think it's newer, newer. Um, but yeah, I really like her character.
1: when you're done with this, go watch Clone Wars. I will. And, will. and
0: actually, I've already seen a couple episodes, like, when, I don't know. I just wanted to see a couple episodes, too, to sort of get myself into it. Um, and there, it's good. I I like it much better now. Yeah. Especially because you said the writing kind of improves as we go along. Um, because, uh, yeah, the Anakin voice actor, he sounds like a Tomb Raider like the you know when the first tomb raider couple of tomb raider games came out or um resident <laughs> evil games and the voice acting was like a joke that's kind of how it sounds he sounds a little bit like super flat but um, um hopefully I'll, maybe I'll warm up to him <laughs>
1: yeah um you will because i, I i'll say this when i think of anakin that's the anakin i think of is the anakin from uh oh my goodness I uh, Clone Wars. Wow, how did I blank on that? That's the Anakin I think of. It's the Anakin from Clone Wars. When I think of Obi Wan, that's the Obi Wan I think of. And I think Owen McGregor and uh, Hayden Christensen. I think I got the actor names right. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a good job of fleshing out those characters, but you know you're you're dealing with a two hour format. Interesting. And a compressed story in that two hour format. Whereas Clone Wars, you've got seven seasons for them to really give more depth and character. And that's
0: why I want to watch the show because I, I love, I love the character of Anakin and I I love the character of Darth Vader, which they kind of are two different people.
1: Um, And you will see the, the Vader Anakin. And this is part of the reason why I like, um, I like Clone Wars is because they weave Vader and Anakin together Hmm. because it's, you know, in, in Episode 3, uh, Revenge of the Sith, how do we suddenly go from Anakin, who is a good Jedi, to Anakin, who is killing younglings? Yeah. And again, it's that compressed story format. Yeah. There's a lot that you're missing, and that's where Clone Wars comes in, because when you meet Anakin in Revenge of the Sith... And you have Clone Wars in your back pocket. It's oh, look at all of this,
0: so does Clone Wars take you right up to the edge of Revenge of the Sith?
1: Clone Wars takes you right into the middle of Revenge of the Sith.
0: Wow, that's cool
1: now it it didn't until they released episode- or season seven,
0: which is really new, right that's that just came out that's
1: like a year old, yeah, yeah. Because where they left Clone Wars uh, back in like 2014-ish, whenever they stopped it, they took it to Season 6 and Season 7 was supposed to be taking you to the edge of Revenge of the Sith. And there were the concept episodes that they released, we talked a little bit about that. But Season 7 was to take you right into the middle of Order 66, supposed to provide some answers, and they they do they finally do with having released season seven where it's okay so how does ahsoka survive order 66 yeah because you know having watched the mandalorian we know she survived having watched rebels we know she at least survived to the jedi temple so where where do these pieces fit in how do we get from here to there and season seven finally fills in that gap
2: Cool. i'm excited it's good
1: yeah and it fills in another gap, and you're gonna love this with Ahsoka. You're gonna love the storyline they do with her and the Jedi Order, and they fill in a huge gap that has been an annoyance for a lot of us because it's ah, how did we we made a, a few skips here, and mm-hmm. you'll you'll appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. So watch Clone Wars. Well, but sorry,
0: right. Darth Vader. Can we can we talk about Darth Vader for a second? Or maybe... Well, we
1: have to talk about Darth Vader. Okay. Because I left a bit of a cliffhanger in the last one. And I don't want to forget this. Are right, you start. I them. really don't.
0: I've got a cool thing to say about Darth Vader, but yeah, I want you to start.
1: This may fit with what you're going to say, I hope. Okay. We'll see. Do you remember what I left us with as a cliffhanger last week?
0: Yep, Luke and Anakin are basically... That was
1: two weeks ago. Got to finish that one, too.
0: Oh. Okay, no, I don't remember. <laughs>
1: The writing on Vader's chestplate.
0: Oh, yes! Okay, go. Yes.
1: So, I'm going to go into this briefly because I think it will provide some great context for us to talk about and maybe even fit what you're wanting to go with. But there's an argument, and some people have translated this, so this is not confirmed, this is not, you know, a part of Jedi, or not Jedi, part of Star Wars canon. But it's a neat little question mark. Uh, Some people have translated the writing on Darth Vader's uh, chest plate from Return of the Jedi, Mm -hmm. and they've done it using the Hebrew letters. And what they've gotten is, his deeds will not be forgiven until he merits. Hmm. 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 What's the hmm?
0: Well, he's not absolved until he kills Palpatine. Just like, that's what I was thinking. That he, he's not forgiven until he kills Palpatine and saves Luke and gives his life for him.
1: Which is an interesting little blip, That he, Because
0: obviously he puts that on his armor, right? Like, he put that there himself. Or did Palpatine, and well, that's weird.
1: No matter what, it's weird. I, and nothing has ever, you know, been confirmed within canon on this. It's just there. Someone translated it from the script that is there, which it... Some of the letters from, I I'm gonna butcher this. Ar Ardash the
0: or, Star Ar-a-desh, Wars language. Ardash.
1: Ardash. Something like that. Some of those letters are borrowed from the Hebrewic alphabet. Arabesh. It's Arabesh. Okay. Arabesh. Continue there. So some of those letters are borrowed from that, and mm-hmm. there's a question of well, how much of this is borrowed? How much of this is just actually written in Hebrew? but it's a neat little hmm, hmm question mark.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think it it does speak to that greater depth of Darth Vader and his whole arc, his whole journey because he he goes dark because of love, misguided love, but love. Yeah. And he's saved because of well, that same love.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, it might have been from Shadow of the Empire, one of those books that was, um I can't remember which one, but there's this part in one of the books where when Darth Vader goes to his private quarters, he goes into this vessel-y chair type thing. he takes the mask off and he can use the force to heal himself and he can breathe on his own and he doesn't feel pain and he feels so much better he's restored through the force but the minute he's but when that happens he's happy and his dark side power fails him because he's happy he's no longer drawing on the dark side so then he he can only do it for like 2 or 3 minutes and then he's and then he sort of goes back to the state he was in before he started the exercise so he's sort of like trying this exercise and trying to stay angry and mad but he can't because he's happy because he feels better because he's a whole man again sort of
1: So there are some interesting tie-ins to that that they've done with the comics. The comic timeline fits, like, right after Episode 3 in some of them. And it's Darth Vader meditating as a Jedi would. Uh, And when he does that, his, his limbs are restored, and they have a blue light to them. Yeah. And his focus is on padme in the force where is padme in the the force and finding her and there's a twisted element to all of this that plays out because then he winds up trying to resurrect her through the force and there's a whole thing that happens and it explains how like in rogue one when you see darth vader for the first time it's on mustafar in this huge palace why is he on Mustafar? Why is he in this palace on Mustafar? And, and the storyline explains that he's built this on a force nexus that has some potential to be a gateway between the living and the dead.
2: Ooh, cool.
1: So he tried to bring her through and but there's still these dark side elements to who he is and that corrupts the whole affair and that just it, it's interesting because yeah. there are these elements of light that they keep drawing out. But that possessive love that he has keeps crushing it.
0: Yeah. And that, and I think that's a huge theme for him because it happens to him with his mother, too. Even from when he's a little kid. It's that fear. He's so afraid to lose her even before he knows he's leaving. Even before Qui-Gon says, hey, want to come be a Jedi? <clears throat> Anakin's afraid to lose his mom and can't imagine life without his mom. And um, he's also nine years old. Which is a terrible time to lose your mother. Uh, so. Uh, there's there's so aside, much trauma. With
1: <laughs> right. But fun little aside with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Darth. Not Darth. When Anakin does lose his mother. Episode 2. Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he kills all those sand people. Mm-hmm. That starts an accidental thing. Where he becomes worshipped. As a dark god. To the Sand People. Hmm. And that's within the comics, and they show that, like, yearly they build a shrine to this dark figure who is very much Vader-esque, with a red blade. Ha. And they burn it in effigy, and there's this whole, like, sacrifice to, so that he doesn't return and wipe more of them out.
0: That's super cool. What's that from, a comic? Or the...
1: Yeah, I don't remember which comics cover it, but it's, uh... It's a neat little like oh that's weirdly dark.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. So he... th- there's
1: that. Um and this is where I look and I see the 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 parallels between Anakin Vader and Sky or Luke with uh with who they are, with their stories. Because Luke, we don't meet him at 9, we meet him at 19. And he wants to break free, but he's held by the bounds of who he was. We meet Anakin at a younger age, who wants to break free, but is held by the bounds of who he is. They both discover that they have these incredible powers, and that power suddenly sets them free the force helps set them free they go on these epic journeys with wise men who both of them start with Mm obi-wan and i think the key difference between the two parallel stories is not the wise man who is is there and giving the motivation but it's it's in the empire strikes back where luke is training with yoda and I, I think this is where that kind of parallel reveals itself, but also reveals what the difference will be. When Luke goes into that cave with all the dark side powers, mm-hmm. remember that?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And he encounters Vader. And he kills Vader. Yeah. Who's in Vader's helmet? Luke. I think that's the moment that reveals what will be the difference between Luke and Anakin. Go. Because it, and it's Luke's invitation to look and find himself in Vader's path and go a different way Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and he does go a different way but he goes a different way in the light side and you know we see this played out in the later trilogy where he's like yeah no i'm gonna be so scared i'm just gonna isolate myself from the force i'm gonna go into exile and just disappear Mm -hmm. where vader went to the dark side and sought power luke sought fear and you know, it's diverging here, but it's but the it's, same core thing.
0: Yeah, and I can agree with a lot of that. I, I think I need to chew on what you're saying a bit. But like with Luke, it's like two roads diverge for him. He's like, I know I have potential to be... To, there's The difference between him and Darth Vader is kind of nil. He could easily step into those shoes because he sees that in himself, the anger. I guess for him it would be anger. Um, Because he doesn't have anything to lose anymore, really. You know, he doesn't have parents back home who might be threatened by the Empire. He lost those people. Wrong.
1: Ooh, so wrong. Think about it.
0: He's got friends. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah.
1: They're friends of such that they are uh, a brother, a sister, a a literal sister we haven't discovered yet.
0: Yeah. It's still different. But they're
1: enough that he... It's this. Anakin had nothing... So when he loses everything, what little he had, he clung deeper to what little he had. He loses his mother. He clings harder to Padme. Same thing happens kind of with Luke. He loses the home he had, goes... uh,
0: (coughs) (laughs) Sounds like you're faking.
1: (laughs) It hurts. Allergies suck. Oh. Oh what little luke has when he loses it he starts to cling to those around him he clings to the rebellion he clings to han he clings to leia so when that's at threat he abandons the path he's on knowing that it it may take him to the dark side with yoda saying if your training is incomplete you are in danger
0: but it's different you're it's similar but it's but it's different and i would say right that it's not so, um, for Anakin, it was so deep. It was really, really, really deep. His, his separation from his mother devastated him. And, um, so yes, when his mother died, well, that wasn't healthy, the thing with his mother. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't a clean cut. It was like sort of lingering. And is she okay? And how's she doing? That's, that's gonna grow, that's gonna fester for years and years and years. And now he, he's sworn to himself that he's gonna save her, that, that he's gonna go back and free her. But he's been thwarted and thwarted and put off. And he hasn't done it. He hasn't kept his promises. So there's guilt and fear and anger. And now, now she's dead, and he has Padme. So that that unhealthy thing that that it was unhealthy to start with, and it just gets worse with Padme. And I don't think that happens with Luke so much. I mean, he has friends, but it's not so um like Luke doesn't need to be in therapy. He's okay. I think he's fine.
1: Yeah, Luke needs to be in therapy,
0: but not like Anakin. Like, maybe a couple not, sessions. No, not like Anakin. Maybe Luke could have a couple sessions and it might feel good. But Anakin, like, needs serious help. <laughs> he needs serious yes. help. And it's just so, it's ugly from the start. And it just gets uglier and uglier. And I don't think that happens but I, with Luke. See,
1: no, not entirely. And I, there's, like I said, they're running in parallel, but they're running on opposite sides of the track. Yeah, yeah. In parallel with each other. And I think the point of that is, again, it's showing that the son can always be better than the father. And there's a great line in uh, episode... Uh, holy smokes, why can't I remember it? Episode 8, okay. It's when Yoda shows up as a force ghost to Luke, who's about to burn down the library. Uh, and I'm going to butcher the line, but it's... They become what we cannot. And he's referring to Ray and the Jedi training that Luke gave Ray. That, you know, the, the people we train become more than us, in simple. Yeah. And I love that line, and I really need to actually go back, listen to that, write it down so I get it right. But there's a truth to that, because who Luke is becomes more than who Vader was. Mm-hmm. And when Luke does finally, at the end of Episode Eight, love or hate Episode Eight, that final battle between Luke and Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. is phenomenal.
0: Yes, it's pretty. <laughs> it. I liked it.
1: Too. <laughs> I didn't say pretty, but, but it's it it's phenomenal. <laughs> I I love when you know Luke walks out and Kylo's still on the command ship, and you know everything we have, shoot at him. And they shoot, and then the dust settles, and Luke's, like, brushing off his shoulder, like, oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah. I, I got a little bit of dust.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and, and it's that moment where it's, okay, this is the Jedi we've all wanted out of Luke.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, even, yeah, you've seen The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Luke is not the Jedi I wanted at the end of The Mandalorian Season 2. He really isn't. But that scene was, okay, that's the Jedi I want to see. That's the Luke I've wanted to see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who we get in episode seven is mm. kind of hinting that that's who he is. And then who we get for the majority of episode eight. It's just, this is whiny crybaby Luke from Tantooine again. I yes. don't that. Yes. And so there are hints of that. Eh.
0: You know, There's a lot I keep thinking. On on so let's let's think for a second. Let's compare the scene from Dagobah when he sees his face in Darth Vader's helmet. That's a that's a very important moment for him. He's sort of wrestling with this possibility of himself joining Darth Vader, which is what Darth Vader wants. Um, so it's sort of like this strange invitation that Darth Vader is making. Or there's this, those seeds are being planted that Darth Vader wants him to join. What? Keep going. Okay, so there's there's that scene and then there's the scene in Um Revenge of the Sith when Anakin is on his knees in front of Palpatine and he's so broken he's just like, I'll do whatever you want as long as you save Palpatine. Um as long as you save Padme. That's I see those two things as very similar, and but for Anakin, how devastated and crushed he is, and it's not—it's not power. It's just like begging. He's just begging, and he wants. So for him, it's an exchange. He'll do this and get powerful and have power. He is powerful Jedi um, in exchange for Padme, and then you have this scene with Luke, who's contemplating this battle with power for power right does this make sense i see these two scenes in comparison with each other
1: yes and sorry the the reason why i kind of started making a weird face is you also drew a parallel I'll, i'll draw it out in a moment because i'm i'm not sure on this but it's an interesting question um everything that anakin does is motivated out of a deep twisted love It really is. Mm -hmm. It's why he begs for Padme's life. And that deep, twisted love leads him to murdering the younglings. That deep, twisted love leads him to being a genocidal maniac through the galaxy, who, piece by piece, keeps buying into this delusion that somehow Palpatine will lead him or bring him to a point where Padme can come back. Ugh. Ugh. But then that changes, because, wait, I have children.
2: Yeah. He didn't
1: know he had children. And then uh, I have children. And then that changes what he's now wrestling with. Of, okay, if I have kids, how did that happen? Because I thought Padme died with children. Right. You know, and again, the comics I'm reading, they, they go into his search for that. His search for who covered up that Padme actually gave birth. And who knew? But the parallel that I started thinking about when you brought this up, I'm curious what you think.
2: Okay.
1: You have the scene where Anakin walks into, and this is in Revenge of the Sith, he walks into the Jedi Council Chambers and there are all the younglings. Yeah. And and it's a hard scene and you're like, no, no, no. And then the lightsaber ignites. Yeah. And it cuts. You know what happens. Yeah. In episode eight... You have the scene, and it plays out in three different ways in the whole of of the in the movie, where Luke is standing over Ben with his lightsaber at Luke's Jedi temple. In the
0: dream thing, like it's sort of a dream. Not
1: the dream. It's um. He
0: wakes up, and and Ben Ben wakes up, and Luke's over him in a weird way.
1: Right, right, and it's it's the telling of what happened that. Destroyed the temple, destroyed all of Luke's trainees, the, the young Jedi order. But it's the telling of what happens in that moment between Luke and Ben. And the way it plays out is you see Ben, who is effectively a Jedi youngling, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Luke standing over him, igniting his mm-hmm. lightsaber. And I, I, it's just an interesting parallel that
0: between is an the
2: two because yeah, it's yeah.
1: Luke has the decision to destroy one youngling. Who he senses darkness in, but at what personal cost? Yes. In destroying that, potential, not, you know, not confirm, but potential darkness, does he then become dark? Luke. Right. Right. But then in not destroying it, but being susceptible to that weakness, he affirms in Ben the path that Ben has already kind of started on of becoming a dark Jedi.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a conundrum. I
1: don't know. It's just... It's an interesting parallel I have never made. Because you have these scenes that play out together. You know, Luke's standing there. He's contemplating the moment. Ignites his lightsaber. And again, you're going, no, 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 no. Okay, he didn't do it. But then you have the, the side of it that plays out where Ben destroys everything. Yeah. Because of that moment.
0: And I think the biggest difference, obviously, is that these younglings are, like, essentially babies. And, I mean we don't know anything about them and none of them are we're pres, it's presumed that they none of them are dark side at all which is the biggest difference in the scene <laughs> but still i mean they have the potential to be bad just like everybody else so in a sense you're right yeah they have the potential to be terrible monsters
1: hey let's uh let's reference a throwback let's kill hitler
0: <laughs> go watch that episode
1: <laughs> could you kill baby hitler
0: <laughs> yeah well uh,
1: i I don't know there's an interesting moral question that plays out in that moment in both sides of it, and there's a parallel between them i I don't know i I want to think about that more,
0: yeah, I think the biggest thing is none of us ah uh, actually, never mind, I'm gonna scratch that, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, huh, all right, what was did you get your thing on Darth Vader that you wanted to say at the beginning?
0: I just love that healing thing where he, like, can heal himself, that Um, Catch-22. I have the power to heal myself, but when I do, I'm not angry, and now I can't hold it. (laughs) I can't stay in this healing thing, which kind of stinks. That's sort of very limiting. You'd think once you were healed, the deal, it's done. But that really stinks. Also, can we discuss, um, you said, um... There's a episode or comic where Palpatine basically strips Vader of all his armor and throws him back on Mustafar, which implies he can survive outside of his armor, which implies that he could update his armor, like update his stuff and um, not be so clunky and awkward.
1: So there there is always discussion on this of why does Vader have the armor that he has? Uh, because at this point in Star Wars, there's an acknowledgement that, hey, wait a minute, there's more powerful armor out there. There's yeah. better systems out there Yeah, his for armor him.
0: is admitted to be super outdated and mismatched and things like that, right?
1: Right. Sorry, I'm actually trying to find which... Okay, so... The comic series is Star Wars Darth Vader. It's the 2020 arc. And the two epi- or two comics that deal with this are issue number six and issue number seven. Now, this is the middle of a story arc, so there's more to it. But in issue six, Vader goes to confront Palpatine. If, if you're interested in comics and you've never read these, lots of spoilers, sorry. Um... Uh, So Vader's ticked. He goes to confront Palpatine because, okay, wait a minute, somebody covered up that my, the children I had actually did survive. You knew about it. So he's confronting Palpatine with all of this. Palpatine's not playing around. He cuts all of Vader's limbs that have already been robotic, slices him off, leaves the suit damaged, flies him out to Mustafar, drops him in the spot that he found him, in, in his damaged armor. So he still has the suit on. Okay, He still has the rebreather part on. He just has the one arm that he was left with and is set back on fire. Kind of.
0: With no legs, too, right? No legs.
1: Right. No legs, one arm, and just dropped in the same spot and said, yep, yeah, good luck, survive or die. Oh, by the way, there's an assassin coming to get you. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's then what plays out in the comic is Vader crawls from that spot using his one arm to get to uh, the building that he and Obi-Wan fought through, Mm -hmm. where the the last of the Separatist leadership was hiding and he had killed. So now he's crawling through the remains of that, and he rebuilds his limbs out of fallen battle droids. Hmm. And... You know, gets to the point where he can walk and move again, while he's fighting off this assassin, and the the point in it is kind of the the loyalty aspect that Palpatine expects, and yeah, hmm. it's it's a neat little fill in between the relationship that happens post uh, the Empire Strikes Back and pre Return of the Jedi,
0: because
1: now it's showing that well wait. We- Wow. Yeah, it's showing that there's a division between uh, Vader and Palpatine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, here's the part I struggle with. Part of the reason they're doing this comic series is to retcon and fix some of the plot holes from uh, Episode Nine, because Episode Nine, you go to Exegol and all of a sudden there's this, you know. Uh, final order and where'd all these old style star destroyers with death star class weaponry. How did that just kind of happen? And in addition to that, how did, you know, Palpatine establish this place and, you know, warp himself there while falling down the shaft to his death, not death. Uh, So they're kind of trying to fill in some of those plot holes. Mm -hmm. And when Vader does get there, He sees Palpatine is building this massive fleet of these star destroyers with the Death Star cannon. This happens before Return of the Jedi.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's weird.
1: Couldn't you have built like five of those things? shipped them out of Exegol and been like, yeah, screw the Death Star.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Just
1: five of those things would have been a galaxy game changer. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know i I feel like that's an even bigger plot hole that the plot hole fix has now created, huh, yeah, see
0: there's this um huh, interesting, yeah, that doesn't make sense,
1: yeah and and I'm struggling with that, and where it left off, I'm waiting for the next one to come out, but where it left off is is that revelation. You see these things being built, and Vader and Palpatine are talking through what Exegol is, and I I gotta hope that the next one has some answers. It comes out this week.
2: Hmm.
1: Uh, As to that plot hole, because I'm sitting going, just five of those things would fix everything in Return of the Jedi.
2: Yeah. Weird.
1: I don't know. Hmm. I love Star Wars, but they they do make plot holes for themselves that are worth wrestling with. Mhm. Yep. But all right. We said this was the last episode of Star Wars.
0: Mhm. I love anyway. Star Wars. I could sit here for a lot longer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I've enjoyed having these conversations. I've really looked forward to being able to geek out with them. Uh it, my kids have been listening with me on Mondays when we put the episode out, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for, you know, we've had these conversations, and I'm excited to listen to them again. Yeah. Because uh, I keep I, finding things I'm missing and, and points that, oh, I need to remember to bring that up with you. And uh,
0: What if um, after the, uh, whatever next Star Wars show comes out, I'm not sure if it's Obi-Wan or not, but... Maybe we can do like a well, after show podcast when that Bad comes batch out.
1: is out right now.
0: That's true. I have a lot of catching up to do. I th-
1: yeah, you do. I think it won't hurt for us to occasionally come back, revisit, do a couple episodes on Star Wars, because um, it's it's part of life. It's part of the pop culture of the moment, and you know, you and I are running a podcast that is we we don't exactly have a set genre other than life whatever we we keep bouncing into every area of life we we were in worship and church and faith and now we're gonna we're finishing star wars and some pop culture stuff we're gonna talk about books and weight loss and swear words i'm looking forward to the swear word episode (laughs) i really am i i cannot one of the things all right sorry one of the things I'm really looking forward to with the swear word episode yeah, is talking about Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> really? Yes. What about Harry Potter? The way the British you... swear and how it's hilarious. It's barking hilarious.
1: <laughs> barking spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. I... <laughs> we'll cover that next week. It's very... But,
0: yeah, how... Well, Star Wars swears are similar. Karking. They say karking all the time. Karking. <laughs> what is it with this karking spaceship? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, and and
1: when they swear, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. And you, you watch Harry Potter, and they use British swears, and you're like, oh, that's funny. Wait, what did he just call him? <laughs> like, uh, some of my favorites are... I think it's Ron who's always doing it. He's like, "You're such a wanker."
0: Yeah, like that's a good. That's and really. And you look up
1: what a wanker in is, and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's a no holds barred insult.
1: <laughs> it is. So we're gonna, you know, we've got the the weight loss, we've got the book, we've got swears coming up, uh, but yeah, we we need to revisit Star Wars, and we will. I I don't want to. I don't want us to continually camp here, even though it's fun and enjoyable, and there's lots and lots of media to talk about with it.
0: Because mm-hmm. yeah, oh, you really haven't finished it yet. I'm sorry, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. It's like the only thing I I'm know, watching right now.
1: I and I get that. Sorry, it's when you finish it, you're gonna understand why I demand answers in The Mandalorian, to Thrawn and Ezra. Okay. You're going to understand why I am so dis... I love how they brought Luke in at the end, but you're also going to understand why I wanted the end to be Ezra. Yeah. And I get it. They're setting up a bigger arc of things they're doing, but I really wanted that end to be Ezra.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, I'm excited. And
1: I never... I never saw this before. You have tattoos on your... I do. I never saw that before. Yeah. <laughs> any particular reason for uh what are they birds
0: yeah there's they're swallows oh, no yeah they're swallows <laughs> I kind of should... got them um for an engagement present from Colby we we went and oh I very got cool a tattoo and actually he got he got one too totally unrelated he got um Hebrew um, on his arm I am my beloveds and she is mine oh, Pick thing and Hebrew that's,
1: looks good. Solomon's. yeah looks good yeah. Uh, oh, well, there's another episode. We'll have to talk tattoos.
0: Oh, cool. Oh, cool. <laughs> I should do that, so, too, because I don't wear a ring anymore.
1: I Well, I do wear oh, a ring. Oh, you do wear a ring. But, yeah, but no, I got that when... Right around when my first son was born. Or when Ray was born. Uh, just... I When I was cutting trees down, uh, I wore a ring, and I almost pulled my finger off with the ring, so it was something mm-hmm. I always wanted to do, if, uh, just get a tattoo there, because if I'm working with my hands. and
0: Oh, yeah. Yep.
1: So, and I want to get more. I just haven't done so yet.
0: It's fun. I think we're going to get, I'm going to get I a tattoo. I'm going to lose more weight
1: before I get tattoos. Right?
0: Same. <laughs> yeah. Same.
1: That's. I, I have a goal weight, and I may, if I hit that, I may go and get some of the other tattoos I want. Cool. But no, we need to talk tattoos now too. I never knew that. Notice that with you. Yeah. So
0: we started podcast in October, and it's just now getting warm. (laughs) So I'm not on a sweatshirt for once.
1: (laughs) That's true. That's true. Well, there you go. I'll tell you what. If we get like 500 listeners,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm getting a 42 tattoo. That's what we're doing. All right. That's what I'm doing. Cool. 500 listeners. I'm getting a 42 tattoo. Get it, like, right here. That'll look good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> cool.
1: My wife can never listen to this episode. She'll yell at me for that one. <laughs> but, all right. Good things coming up next week. If you haven't read Leviathan and you want to be a part of that conversation with having read the book, read it in this week. If you want to be a part of that conversation without having read that book, that's fine, too. This is just your forewarning. We're going to talk a book. Mm-hmm. And then you get to pick a book.
0: I do. I'll have to think. I have to, yeah. I need to start thinking now.
1: Oh, yeah, that's going to be a long list running through your head.
0: Yeah. Is it going to be a Star Wars book? I think that's the big <laughs> question.
1: <laughs> I I wasn't going to say it because I figured you were already asking that question.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe we should read that Obi-Wan book. I don't think actually, no, that's the same thing. That's not a canon. There is an Obi-Wan book, but it came out before um, 2014. Well, but
1: still, I mean, canon or legacy, they're but still st- worth reading. I think
0: so. I would like to read that Obi-Wan book. Maybe that's, maybe that's what I'll pick, is the Obi-Wan book.
1: Hey, and that's fine. I I will say this. I cannot wait for the Obi-Wan Disney Plus series. Oh, I can't wait. Me,
0: too. Me neither. Me too? Me neither. <laughs> Same. Me
1: either? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So, and Owen, I love Owen McGregor as Obi Wan. I really do. Mm -hmm. He's perfect.
0: Yeah, he is. (laughs) Space Jesus.
1: (laughs) I have seen people I know post that. Not like, oh, look, it's Space Jesus, but um, here's a picture of Jesus actually thinking it was someone who did a, you know. stylized picture, and I'm like, oh, come on, it's Star Wars.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Space Jesus.
0: Anyway, you gotta go. So get out of here. Yep,
1: I got (laughs) things to do. So, good talking to you, and thank you everyone for listening. If you would like, share, and subscribe, that is a huge help to us as we continue to try and grow. Oh, 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 I almost forgot. What? Cause I wanted to pitch this vocally on the podcast first. Uh, you and I talked about an idea. I think it was this week. Didn't we?
0: I think so. You posted a couple questions to me.
1: Yeah. All right. So I'm going to be real quick with this. Uh, Lindsay and I talked a little bit about this of, if you're interested in coming on and talking with Lindsay and I on a topic or jumping into this conversation, reach out. Yeah. Uh, you know, we did that interview with TJ. That went really well. Uh, some of those have been our, our more popular ones. And uh, I think that was just a fun part of, again, that life together of what are other perspectives. Yeah. And I I appreciate and I value, I value other perspectives. So if you are listening to this and you're like, hey, I have a topic I'd really like you guys to engage with or engage with me on, reach out. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know, let us know on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter right now. I really need to get to expanding our social media presence. But you can find us at The 42 Podcast on both Twitter and Facebook. And then you can email the podcast directly at badtheologyproductions at gmail.com. And I'll stick that down in the uh, show notes. So reach out, give a shout. We're here. We would love to engage with you and on some other topics as well that you would love to hear us navigate, talk through, wrestle with. Uh, This is really half of the fun of what we're doing is you you guys, your engagement. We've already done a few episodes that have been requested by others. We'd also love to have you on if you want to talk through it with us. So there you go. Uh, and again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. And, Lindsay, I really do love doing this with you. I like doing this with Is you, great. Too. This
0: is This is good stuff.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. So thank you to everyone listening. Thank you, Lindsay, for putting up with my insanity.
0: No problem. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to the 42 Podcast. Please take a moment to like and subscribe. And if you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter to add your voice to the conversation. Thank you.